Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. This is Mark 16 verse 1, and it says, When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, and Salome bought spices so that they may go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb and they were saying to one another, who will roll away this stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Now, I don't want to assume, but probably most of us know the answer to this question. We're just saying about the answer, uh, in case you didn't know. Thanks, Jackie. Um, But these women, they're, they're ardent followers of Jesus. The Bible records actually that all the male disciples of Jesus, they, they, they ran off, they took off at various times throughout the crucifixion, but, but these ladies stayed. And now they're here prepared with spices for their final act of devotion, all their loss and all their grief. And then suddenly they start to think, oh, oh, oh no, I don't think we have the strength to roll the stone away. I don't think we have the strength to do what we need to do. Have you ever found yourself in a similar situation? Hopefully not trying to roll a stone away of a gravesite to get access to a dead corpse. Anyway, that might be it. If, if that is, uh, we have great counsels we can recommend, that, that, sort of, that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I remember facing, ha, have you ever, sorry, faced a situation thinking, I don't know if I have what it takes. Maybe for you it was a key change of season in life. Maybe it was the first time you became a parent. Maybe it was every time you became a parent. That was, that, that was for me, for sure. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if I'm up to this. I'm not sure if I can do it. Um, perhaps it was a, a different season, maybe a change of job. Maybe uh, if you're a young person here to step up into high school, maybe you had to move cities. Maybe you were taking on more responsibility at work. Maybe you have, like, exams that are looming. You looked at what was ahead and you thought, I don't think I can do this. Maybe for you that time is, is, is right now. Maybe it's a time of, of grief and, and loss and distress for you. Maybe things are happening in your, in your personal life, in, in, in your family. And as you look at these things, it, it seems like they're a massive boulder right in front of you. And you're reminded of that. You remember that children's song? You know, you can't go over it, you can't go under it, can't go around it. You've got to go through it. Thank you for finishing that for me, whoever it was. <laughs> I remember for myself a slightly, um, slightly lighter one um, happened. It wasn't very big, but as a, um, as a year, year six student, it felt, it felt big. Uh, I remember going to an uh, inter-school cross-country event, and I was from a small primary school, so it wasn't hard to make inter-school. You sort of just had to turn up and actually finish the three kilometers, and you were, and you were in. But I'd been the previous two years, and in those two years, uh, I'd done okay, but but if you got in the top 25, you got a certificate. Whoa, a certificate. So good, right? So, so, so I remember this, and so I thought, you know what? This year, this year, 
I, I, I know, this year, I, I'm, I'm going to get a, that certificate, that, that, that somewhere in the top 25 there, that's the goal. And so I, I thought to do that, I need to make a, a pretty fast start. And so the cross country that I was at started on this oval, which was about 600 metres before you went up through the, through the bush track and whatever. And so I thought, you know, fast start. So I got out of the blocks uh, pretty quickly. I was somewhere near the head of the pack, except the problem was for me to be near the head of the pack, I was giving 110% in the first 600 metres. For everyone else to be ahead of the pack, they were giving about 30% because they knew there was another 2.4Ks uh, to come. Anyway, long story short, after 600 metres of 3Ks, I was done. That was it. Done. Over. That was it. Burst of energy. Couldn't continue. Pulled out. And, and I remember being really disappointed with myself. I remember thinking, I can't believe I quit. Maybe it has, you know, more impact than I need to, be a, um, need to see a counsellor and maybe that's why I always complete things now. But anyway, my own personal, you know, therapeutic journey aside, um, maybe that's the stone that's in front of you. Maybe a boulder of failure. Maybe as you look back on your decisions in life, maybe no matter your age, no matter your stage, maybe, maybe you think, if only. I, I wonder if these, if these three women... Uh, ever thought, if only. You know, I wonder if they had those if only thoughts on the way to the grave that morning. You know, if only we had seen this coming and helped Jesus escape. Uh, if, you, if you know the story, Judas was a dodgy disciple. Maybe, maybe they were thinking, oh, I knew there was something funny about Judas. I could see it in his eyes. You know, wasn't he always dodgy with that money and stuff? Like, like surely, well, why didn't we, why didn't we, you know, help Jesus out if only we could have let him know what was, what was going on. But anyway, they're about to get a shock. And so this is, this is Mark chapter 16, verses 4 to 8. It'll be on the screen behind me here. It says, And looking up, these are, these are these three women that were headed to the grave. They saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Uh, amazing. They turn up and the stone has been rolled away. Jesus has risen. Right here is the key moment that changes everything. You know, up until that point, Jesus had performed some miracles. He'd preached with and taught with wisdom and power. He'd shared his life with his disciples. He'd even raised people like Lazarus from the dead. But now, with the power of the Holy Spirit, he had been raised to life. On Good Friday, we remembered the sacrifice and the courage of Jesus to lay down his life. But there have been people over the years, they've, they've sacrificed their life for others. They've laid down their lives so that others may live. But the key moment of Christianity is that he is risen. 
that the tomb is, is empty, that the stone has been rolled away. We praise, we listen to, and we follow a resurrected Christ, a resurrected Jesus. This is the key moment in our belief that Jesus conquered sin, he conquered death, and he was raised on the third day, this day that we celebrate right here. Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18. It says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. The message of the cross is the very power of God. Why? Because he conquered sin and he conquered death. Paul, who was a a church leader back in the Bible days, he wrote a letter to a church in Rome, actually not many years after Jesus had risen. And he says this in Romans 6, 9 and 10. He says, We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. You see, this Easter morning, we celebrate because Jesus Christ is alive. He has risen. He has conquered sin. He has conquered death. The stone has been rolled away. And you might be thinking, well, what's the, what's the significance of this stone? When we read the Bible, it's important to make sure we, we, we check out the detail. And we read this verse before, but I want to highlight to you again. This is once again in Matthew 16. This is verse 4. Uh, talking about the women again, it says, And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. Very large. You see, the stone that Christ removed was sin. The stone that Christ removed was sin. The stone that keeps us in the grave is, is our sin. The, the word sin in the Bible literally means missing the mark. A, a little bit like an archer may miss the target. We, we, we've all missed the mark. All of us, myself included, every single one of us. Often when we, when we think of sin, we have this sort of narrow view of it. We, we think of it as all the, you know, all the big ones, you know, like murder and hate and, 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 and robbery. But in essence, sin is simply humanity saying to God, I don't need you, I can do better. I know how to live my best life. Truth is what I decide it doesn't come from outside of me, but truth comes from inside of me. And so you can have your truth and I can have my truth. Essentially what that does is it sets us up to all be our own gods. But Romans 3.23 says this, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Notice in that verse, it's fall short. Uh, the word fall as in present tense. It's not fallen short as in past tense. Why? Because we consistently miss the mark. But God, this is the good news, but God sent an answer in Jesus Christ. What Jesus did on the cross was that he took our place. The, the, the gospel story, the good news of Jesus can be summed up in four words. Jesus in my place. That is the message of Easter. Jesus in my place. Jesus died for my sins in my place and was raised from the dead. He died in my place. I'm sure at some point, actually, we'll do a little bit of hands up. Who has never had to pay a fine before, like ever in their entire life? Yeah, hand, hand nice and high. Yeah, all the people under 18. <laughs> okay, all right. Is there anyone over 18 who has never had to pay a fine in their life ever? 
Yay! Someone who works at the ATO, of course. Yes, <laughs> Sheila, well done. Um, I remember, I've had to pay multiple fines, just by, the, just by the way. But has someone ever paid a fine for you? Yeah, you know, many, many years ago when we, when we lived over east, I was um, driving from Sydney to Orange, which is uh, in country New South Wales. It's about three and a half hours. Um, I was actually going to speak at a, um, at a youth ministry training event. Um, anyway, I was obviously, you know, praying really passionately and, yeah, it must have been really, got really excited and then, you know, I saw these flashing lights in my rear view and I'm like, Lord, is that you because of my faithfulness and my passion? And I'm like, no, those are blue lights. That is not you, Lord. That is somebody, that, 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 that is somebody else. A- anyway, got, got the speeding fine. Obviously, you know, the camera was out or something, something like that, you know, probably only three Ks over. Anyway, but... Um, you know, back in the days when you actually got a paper ticket, and I remember going to this event and telling, telling my friend about it, and, um, you know, just as you have conversation, you know, how's your trip? Oh, it was great, except for those flashing blue lights behind me, and, you know, this ticket, and he's like, oh, show me the ticket, and so I got it, you know, out of my wallet, um, he had a look at it, and he just said to me, he's like, I'll pay that for you. I'm like, good friend, right? Who wants friends like that? Who needs a friend like that right now? Just, you know, point, 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 point someone out. Um, and I trust the police haven't been after me yet, and that was many years ago, but I, I'm pretty sure he paid it. I, I, I didn't, actually, I didn't check. I didn't try and, I probably should have checked, shouldn't I? Anyway. But I didn't, I didn't try and, I didn't try and, that's why I moved to Western Australia, no joking, I, um, I, didn't, I didn't try and, I didn't try and pay it again, why? Because it had been paid for, it had been paid for, and this is what Easter is, is that Je- this is what Jesus did for us, he paid our debt of sin, he removed the stone, why? Because of his love, because, his, because of his obedience to the Father, but also because of this, because you don't have the strength to move the stone. I don't have the strength to move the stone. That's the question that we started with. The question that we asked, that the ladies, the disciples of Jesus were asking themselves this same question on the way to the grave. And like I said, maybe you've asked this question before. Do I have the strength to say no to my addiction? Do I have the strength to break out of a family cycle of depression or anxiety? Do I, do I have the strength to not be defined by my past, but to take on the future that God has for me? You know, in 2017, uh, John Mayer wrote a song called In the Blood, and uh, one of the main lines of it is, will it wash out in the water? Or is it always in the blood? He, he, he's speaking about this, this, this idea of family history. Here's a, here's a couple of lines from it. I won't sing it, don't worry. Um, it says this, How much of my mother has my mother left in me? How much of my love will be insane to some degree? And what about this feeling that I'm never good enough? Will it wash out in the water? Or is it always in the blood? You see, there's something about our past wanting to define us. There's, there's, there's something about maybe past mistakes, maybe our family background, our, our history, whatever it is, but there's a power that we celebrate at Easter. Romans 8, 11 says this, if the spirit of him 
who raised Jesus from the, de- from the dead sorry, dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. See, can I, can I encourage you today? You don't have the strength to move the stone. You don't have the strength to break the addiction. You don't have the strength to, to, to walk past uh, fear and, and your past and those things that want to come around you. But you know who does? Jesus does. You know who has the strength? Christ does. You know who has your back? God does. You know, maybe, maybe you're here this morning, and I, and I want to encourage you, stop trying to do it on your own as we open up our lives to Jesus. We allow His Spirit to come in and fill us as we follow His ways, as we learn from His teachings, even when they grade against the way that we think things should be done. He rolls the stone. He moves the stone. Why? Because the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead through our faith in God, can dwell in us because of Jesus. You see, if you've not been walking with Jesus currently in your life, I want to encourage you, would you submit your life to him? Would you let him in and see his power move the stone? If, if, if you do walk with Jesus, but maybe you've slipped into trying to work it all out in your, in your own strength, as we all do, would you again remember that it's his strength, it's his might. The Bible says in Ephesians, sorry, this isn't on the screen because um, we're just sort of adding it in here right now, but it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's not our strength, it's not our might, but we're strong because of what Christ has done. Because this morning as we wrap up in a couple of minutes, maybe Sarah can come and join me on the keys here. Because Jesus, like we just sang about, Jesus is still Rolling stones. He's still rolling stones. Yep, the big, massive one that covered the grave was rolled over 2,000 years ago. But Jesus is still rolling stones today. The areas of your life that keep you, capti- that keep you captive, sorry, the resurrection power of Christ is available to all who believe. You don't have to stay in the tomb. There is power that is found in Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 1, we're about to read, this is later on in the Bible, this is this guy Paul that I talked about again. And, and, and this is like a prayer. Paul is declaring that the same power like we just talked about that rolled the stone away and raised Christ to the heavenly places is also aimed towards you. And I want to read this scripture and I want to speak it over your life and declare it like a prayer. Uh, It says this, Ephesians 1 verses 19 to 23 on the screen behind me. And what is the immeasurable greatness of this power towards us who believe according to the working of His great power? that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And He put all things under His feet and gave Him His head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. You see, His power is not for our own personal benefit, but it's so that we can walk in new life with Christ. That's what the power of God is for, 
this morning. It's to, it's to roll the stone. It's to pull you out of the grave of sin, out of the grave of addiction, out of the grave of depression, out of the grave that wants to hold you back to your past. There's a power from Jesus Christ to set you free today. As a song that uh, the team sang just before I message, great work, sounded amazing. It says this, I thought that I was too far gone for everything I've done wrong. Yeah, I'm the one who dug this grave, but you called my name. You called my name. I, I, I want to tell you this morning that Jesus is calling your name. He's calling your name. Whether you've never followed him before, whether you're here because you're like, it's Easter, maybe you should go to church. I saw out the front they had some water tank thing, so maybe I'll just, you know, go come in and see what's, see what's going on here. Or whether you're here every week or here with a friend or here, whatever reason, our desire is that our lives will speak, that Jesus is bringing life, that He's rolling stones in our lives. Do we, do we have it all together? Absolutely not. Do we make mistakes? Yep, every day. That's why we fall short of God's glory. But what we do have is a faith in Jesus Christ that says His power wants to come and fill us and change us and transform us from the inside out. I'll finish with this scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You know that, that, that word behold there, uh, you could explain it this way. It, it means come and see. Come and see that the new has come. That's what we'll be celebrating uh, just in just a, just a couple of moments after this service with Caitlin as she gets our water baptized out uh, outside there. That new life has come. That something has changed on the inside because Jesus Christ has come in. I, I, I want to encourage you that, that Jesus has new life. You don't have to live in the grave anymore. You don't have to live chained to your past or fearful of your future. No, no, the great promise of Jesus Christ is that He loves you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for your life. And on this Easter, we celebrate the new resurrected life that is found in Jesus. So this morning, I'd love you to take a moment to bow your head and close your eyes. And we're going we're gonna to pray together. But before we pray together, I'd love just to give people a moment to make a decision to follow Jesus. Like I said, maybe you've never made this before. Uh, maybe you have a while ago, but there's been something just come in that's, that's, that, that's caused that, that separation and, and severed that tie between you and Christ. And, and, and what a great day. What a great Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. What an amazing time to be able to rededicate your life or dedicate your life to Christ for the first time. So across this place, just for those that want to make this decision, I'd love you to do something a little bit brave for me in a couple of minutes. I'd love you just to lift your hand up. I'll see your hand. You can put it back down. We won't pull you out the front. We won't embarrass you. But we do want to take a moment where you get to do something physical that is a demonstration of what's going on on the inside of you. That's what we'll talk about it a bit outside. That's what baptism is. It's an outside demonstration of an, of an inward decision. And so this morning... 
If you'd like to say, yeah, I, I, I want to connect my heart to God. I want to, I want to follow Jesus. Right now where you are, would you just lift your hand? I'll see it. You can put it back down. Yeah, I see those hands. That's awesome.